I'm Matt Howie, and this is Hobby Horse, the interview show that talks with people known for one thing about something else entirely different. For this episode, we're talking to Jason Kotke, one of the pioneers of blogging. Uh, you know, his blog just recently passed 20 years of blogging. Uh, his blog is really just this giant resource of all the things he's found interesting over the last 20 years that he's found online. It's a wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, thing to read every day and get a view into his brain. So about three years ago, one of those views was that he was uh, enjoying a new game called Alto's, uh, Alto's Adventure was the first game. And it's a side-scrolling snowboard game. And he was into it, and he'd post about it. And if he found more stories about it, he would he would add them to Kotke.org. And then uh, it took them three years. It, it met with some success, the uh, the first game. And so they recently, like last month or a month before that, they uh, came out with the successor to it called Alto's Odyssey. And it's pretty much the same game mechanics, but refined a bit. Uh, I found it a lot more fun to play. Uh, you're based on supposed to be on sand instead of snow, but pretty much the same game mechanics with a with a bunch of refinements. Um, and so I, because Jason had posted about it, you know that was coming out soon. That it was coming out the day it came out. He posted about it. I bought it sight unseen. Um, you know immediately based on his enthusiasm for it, and I found I really liked the game. Um, and so. You know, I played it for the first weekend, uh, you know, and I went to the my scores and my stats at one point, and uh, I was checking Game Center against all my friends, and I noticed Jason at the top, of course, because, you know, he's way into it, no problem. But I also happened to notice his, his super high score was second in the entire world. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I was like, oh, was that a fluke? Uh, and so I sort of, like, rechecked it every so often. A week later, I think he was still in the top three. After a month, I think he's still eighth place or so in the entire world and he's and he's built up his score a bit um and so i started texting him just a million questions like how on earth did you do this how did you swing it what is it like and he you know he, he it was clear he you know it would take a lot more than text to answer it so his expertise on this weird game um is really what prompted me to start um this kind of podcast is that i, I really did want to talk to people i've I've known for a while uh, about things they're already known about, but really dig deeper into like you know their their side projects or their hobbies or whatever else they do that they don't really talk about very much. So, you know, I had easily an hour of questions for Jason about how the heck you know me trying to play the game better and better. How the heck do I get anywhere close to his level? And in our interview, by the way, at one point he says, I think the best part of the entire interview is when he says, like I'm playing a different game than you are. Um, and that was never more clear than when I played it, the game after our interview, because during the, the interview, uh, at one point he mentions one of the clues he uses when he's playing is uh, a sound, like when you make a flip, and I, and I can't recall that, and I, I, I say maybe it's too subtle. I played the game again, and it's super obvious. Like uh, It was just clear I am not playing the game he's playing, because I've never paid attention to it. I haven't built my strategy off of it. So without further ado... Here's me and Jason Kotke talking about Alto's Odyssey. So what's funny is that, like, uh, I think I was a fairly casual player of the first game. Um, you know, I obsessed over it for a month or two. I got up to level 40-something, and I got to the point where, you know, the chal- the last challenge hanging over my head was something that happens once in 200 plays, so I just hmm. sort of gave up. Um, I will say the the challenges are frustrating somewhat when you 
play a long game earlier in the game and you've done all the things they're challenging you to do later way later on and right right and you have to run around and like just the other day oh so anyways with alto's odyssey i think i was at level 15 or something i was new to it a few weeks ago i ran into andy bayo and he was like huh I'm on like level 27 <laughs> and, and we were on the same flight together from San Francisco. And by the time I got off the plane, I was at level 30. Um, and I came home and sort of played it with vigor and I floated this idea to you and I want to get as far as I can. So I think I'm up to level 56 or seven. I'm getting close to the very end. Right. Um, and so I'm pretty well informed about this game. So I have a billion questions for you about it. So Tell me, like, how did you start out with this one? Like, because I know you were anticipating it. I know it came out, was it about a month ago? Five weeks ago, maybe? Yeah, something like that. So did it just start on day one? Did you clear your schedule? <laughs> like, what happened So, here? So, I mean, being on the high score list was a little bit of a... I mean, I didn't cheat exactly, but I... So, when Alto's Adventure came out, I um, wrote about it on my website several times, including a post where I said... Uh, that, you know, I kind of use, I don't know, I, I use the game, and I still do this, like I, I, I play the game when I'm, you know, anxious or sort of like thinking about something and I want to stop thinking about it uh, or just need to relax or whatever. Like I play the game as sort of this meditative thing. Um, you know, there's a sense to this game where if you, you know, if you play it a lot and you get good enough at it, like, you know, especially in the in the first one, periodically there's a there's a a character that chases you called an elder, and so you you know you kind of have to you know you kind of have to hurry up a little bit. You ha- you have to keep pulling tricks in order to stay ahead of them and all that sort of stuff. And um, at a certain point, I noticed that I was no longer concerned at all with what the elder was doing. I was just doing my own thing. And it sort of became this like metaphorical kind of like, don't worry about what's behind you. Worry about what you're doing and what's ahead of you, and like you'll be okay. <laughs> really? Because yeah. my my play of the first game was I was terrified of the elder all the time, <laughs> and it was the most stressful aspect of the entire game. Like this is why I quit the game at level forty, whatever. I had to catch four elders and like. Yeah, hitting four elders and escaping four elders. I just I tried for two months and I couldn't do it, <laughs> and it was literally the most stressful thing in the world to me. Uh, I cannot. That's great that you got all zen about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it it's totally it's totally like a cliche sort of you know zen you know booze sort of thing, but you know it's just. Did you finish just, out the first happened. game? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so then so the new game comes out. What right, so the new game comes out. So so I, I'd written about it on my w- website, and um, the people who made the game, like they emailed me, and we'd email back and forth. And so when the new game was coming out, um, I got an email maybe three weeks before it was supposed to come out, maybe a month, and said, hey, would you like to be on the beta testers list? And I was like, sure. Uh. So I had been playing the game for like three weeks before uh, before it came out. Um, you know, and it took me, I think it took me a couple weeks to get through all the challenges. So you've um, completed all 60 or whatever? Yep. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and man. so, so the high score, so you really early, you posted that 4 million point score and I should 
tell everyone listening that, um, man, playing for what feels like 15 minutes, I might make 100,000 points. Like a real epic game for me is 100,000, 200,000. I think my highest score ever is below 200,000. So seeing 4 million points, was that was that one lucky run? Or is that, one, like, can you do that once a week if you're just playing it steadily? Uh, I mean, it, def- it definitely was a lucky run. Like I had, I think... I had a three million game, and then I had a four million game within within a week, and um, I don't know. The, there's kind of a difference. Like I was really trying on those games. Like I I was really like, you know, I I sat down and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Most of the time, I don't do that. Most of the time, you know, when I play, Five if I play, like I just sort of sit down and like, oh, I'm going to play for a bit, and like. You know, maybe I'll, sorry, sorry for this in advance, but like, you know, I'll play for 15 minutes and like, oh, a million points, then I'll cry. <laughs> such a dick. <laughs> um, oh, man, I wish I had like over the shoulder video of what that even looks like. I can't even imagine. The, I mean, this, this really Are you just stringing? Be... Are you like wingsuiting every four seconds? Like, what is the, is there a trick to it? Yeah, I mean, so you do as many, like, basically you're doing tricks all the time. And you're doing strings of tricks all the time, and it's all it's all about the wingsuit. Yeah, um, I'm bare. You're you know if you're playing correctly, you're barely on the ground. <laughs> this is a this is a revelation to me. I mean, <laughs> I use the wingsuit to save my butt and do certain things. But... No, no, the wi- the wingsuit is like, and plus when you activate the wingsuit, so if you activate the wingsuit, that counts as a trick, and then if you do a backflip. That counts as a trick, and then if you activate the wingsuit again, that oh, counts right. as a trick. Yeah. So you're constantly like trick wingsuit, trick wingsuit, trick wingsuit, like grind, you know, like the wall yeah. grind now, the wall jumps. And so with the wall jump, here's another little trick. So with the yeah, wall, you pump. Yeah, I learned that early on. If you pump the, you can tap, 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 tap. Yeah, it's like six tricks. Yeah. So that's so that's that's nice. that's not obvious. That took a while to figure out. No, no, it's not obvious. Do you think Odyssey is easier than um, uh, uh, what the adventure, the first jump, the first game? I do, uh, but it's for a reason that perhaps you haven't discovered yet. Have you unlocked the last character yet? Um, yeah, the fifth guy, the the one that combines all of everyone else's abilities, basically. Yes, yeah, he's pretty rad. Did okay. the did the first game not give you a super character? No, the first game had a super character. Um, but the, but the difference in Odyssey is that, um, you know, so the, so the elder thing, you know, the elder that chased you in, Mm -hmm. in the first game yeah in the second game, they've turned that into a lemur, I think. Right. right. There's a lemur that chases you. I was Um, talking to Andy, like I've been playing it for like a month. I I didn't even know the lemur could catch you versus the elder caught me like half the time I played the game. It felt like that's how the game would end. The first, I think I've been caught by the lemur once. Andy had to tell me, no, that's the same game mechanic. Because the game mechanic feels way easier. Like, escaping right. the lemur seems a lot easier than the elder used to be. Yeah. I think, I mean, they're, they're, they're a little bit different. I, it's funny, like, when I first started playing, like, I got caught by the lemur a lot, it seemed like. Hmm. Um, maybe they made it easier as, you know, as the, they improved the game through the beta. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing with the lemur and the, and the last unlockable character is that when you have that character, the lemur can't catch you. 
So you're you're. Is immune. it impossible? Yeah, you're immune to the lemur. Like you can. Oh. Yeah. So. I'm like, it hasn't happened to me in a long while, and I was wondering. Yeah. Uh, huh. So now you can basically. There's nothing to kill you except for fall. You know, like you can you know hit a rock or you can fall into a chasm or you can you know crash and so if you if you play very conservatively and make sure that none of those things happen like you can basically play for a long time you know and that's basically like what i do but getting a million points in 15 minutes doesn't seem conservative to me it seems like you'd be doing quadruple flips and bouncing off balloons all the time right yeah you definitely are but you're but you're you're never getting that close to the ground. Like you're never trying to like, oh, I'm gonna get that last backflip in. Right, right. That's what I'm you saying. You're not milking the very last twist. No. Yeah. No. Which is dangerous play, right? Going for a triple flip off some jump because you never know where the ground's gonna come up on you. Exactly. I mean, but you know, the more like the more you play, like I have a super good sense now of when the ground is coming, like on almost any every scenario. So I can always like tell like okay I gotta pull up gotta pull up here gotta pull up here. Um, huh? Did you have any mega scores on the first version on the uh, Alto's Adventure? Yeah, I mean at one point I was in, like in the top thirty, I think, mm-hmm. on the score list. Okay. Um, but I've definitely scored I've definitely scored bigger on Odyssey because I think you know like you said I think it is a bit easier to score big. It feels more refined, right? Like, I went back and played Alto's Adventure, and I didn't like it because, you know, it was like going from whatever, Tony Hawk 4 to 3, or like, mm. ah, I, I miss the better grind mechanics or whatever. Right. Um, I like, I like, I don't know, I feel like they really, na- you know, the, the knobs they twisted to change the gameplay slightly are way more pleasing. Like, the, I love the vines that collapse, you know, if you ride mm-hmm. them too much. Like, I think that's a great mechanic to... Versus just a rope that's always there. Um, yep. I feel like the lemur didn't feel as dangerous to me as I was terrified of the elders and I was terrible at escaping them. <laughs> I just, I mean, I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I never thought about it before we started talking, but man, that was so stressful. I gave up that game because I like, hated the elders catching me huh. every time. And then this game, I felt like I, there was a hump to get over maybe in like level 30-ish where whenever you're in the, I forget what they're called. Was it canyons, jungles, and the thing with the walls? I don't yeah, know what it's called. Deserts, canyons, jungles, I think. Something so like it's that. canyons, the ones with the walls. The one with the walls, yeah. the, the gaps were so hard and nearly impossible. You know, when you have yes. to like wall ride to wall ride to wall ride to get across a giant chasm, I yep. would just crash my brains out um, for game after game after game. And I would, I would go around the horn, right? Go through the jungle, go through the desert, come back to those stupid walls and crash in the same places every time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that seemed like the only hard mechanic to me. The lemurs always seemed easier. I did not know I was impervious to it. That was funny. I was wondering why. Because <laughs> it's passed me a couple times, and I was like, wait, that never happened in the game before. Like, why Why am I not dead? Huh. Right. Um, have you ever played the Apple TV version of it? Like, that was the only time I realized, oh, my God, this is a one-button game. They made Alto's Adventure for the Apple TV, and you just use your remote. And for some reason, I'm ter- incredibly terrible at it, but... Um, yeah, I played it. I played it once or twice. Um, it's a little weird, right? A little bit. It's pretty. I mean, it's pretty much the same. I guess. I, I don't know. I didn't play it that long. How do you wingsuit? Because you need a second tap. And yeah, the, the I I do remember the wingsuiting being a little weird. Um, 
Um, the other thing I want to ask you, do you use the Zen mode? You know, the full on, like, doesn't score doesn't matter. Do you uh, do that? Every once in a while. Um, but not, not usually. Usually I just play the, the straight game. Do you just play it like, um, I found myself in the last year using, um, uh, you know, I'm thinking about something and I just want my hands to move around. I play threes a lot now. Like I haven't touched threes in five years and now it's like something I do sometimes in meetings. Like I swear I'm not paying attention to the game. I just mm-hmm. need to like slide tiles while I think through a problem. Yep. Like is that Elto's for you? Like any yes. sort of... Bare moment, yeah. I'm I'm playing right now, Matt. No, I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> and you can autopilot, you know. <laughs> I swear much, to God, yeah. I'm listening. No, 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 no. I'm listening. No, don't worry about. It. I find like trying not to flip into the ground takes a little too much concentration to play it all the time. But yeah, I really wish. Here's like I know. Actually, no. I actually worked with one of the one of the developers. Worked at Slack for a while. Mm. Um, and uh, I really wish when a game is over that the clock would appear in the top center of your iPad. Like, I don't want to see the time of day while I'm playing, but I really wish, like, that's the only thing I've found is that it becomes a time suck. If I'm playing it for a while, uh, I will stop and I'll flick, and, you know, you have to, like, you know, hit the, I play on an iPad yep. mostly, so I flick the home button, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, 42 minutes of, like, I'm 12 minutes late for my next thing. Like, <laughs> because there's no clock anywhere in it, and I, I'm right. kind of like, eh, that's a weird design decision to, like, get people to sink into a game too much right um do, do you enjoy the music of the second one as much as the first you know i think the music of the first one was was a little bit i, I like the music in the first okay. a little bit better did they ever release it separately were they one of those games I don't, I don't think so monument valley did and i think the guy who did the music for monument valley may have done the music for alto 2 you can um, buy uh, the Threes music, I think, on a CD or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, huh, I hmm. thought Altos. I really, um, I have to say the, uh, the you know, uh, I don't know, maybe like a minute or two into the game when the, it sounds like a real live symphony, like plinking sort of violins or something really satisfying hmm. about like when it sounds like a symphony, you know, coming up with the, uh, the plinkiness part of that soundtrack that, man, I love it so much. Right. On the new one. You know, I I often turn the music off and I'll play my own music, but with the game sounds on. Yeah, you said you play with headphones when I asked you about this earlier. Like, what are you listening for? What helps you out there? Well, I mean, there's all sorts of like little cues of like, you know, like it, it's just a lot of it is reinforcement of what's happening. Like you can tell, like particularly like there's a little sound when a flip completes. Mm-hmm. And so when you hear that, you know that you've got that flip around so you can turn the wingsuit on or, you know, do whatever. Hmm, I don't think I've ever heard this. Oh, really? <laughs> Not listening close enough. <laughs> there's, there's just like a little tink. Now that I'm on like the fifth guy and I bought him a helmet and a pickaxe, like I'm always watching for the pickaxe flips. When the flip's done, it like moves on his belt. And that's sort of the visual indicator. I can't, I I basically zone out and just see that um, when I'm playing it. I never, is there a bloop? I don't know if I've ever heard it. There's a little, there's a little. Super subtle? A little sound. It's it's subtle. It, It is subtle. Hmm. So do you have a common schedule or is this just any time? Because, <laughs> I mean, you've got that rigorous day blogging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's that's why I have this. That's why I have such a flexible schedule for my job is I need to fit in, you know, alto. 
How much uh, would you say you played in the last 24 hours? Like, uh, Let's see. I played... I didn't play last night. No, I don't think I played yesterday. Um, I played today a little bit after lunch because I knew we were doing this podcast and I wanted yeah. to be like, you know, like a little refresh. Yeah. I don't know. Get, get it fresh in my brain. But are they just like 15, 30 minute sessions here and there? Yeah. Like I'll play... I don't know. It, it it just depends. Sometimes, like at night, and this is bad. Like sometimes at night, I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm getting it. I'm getting to get in bed and read <laughs> for like 45 minutes. I'll just play Alto one thing, and then it's like an hour <laughs> later. I'm like, God damn it! And then I just go to sleep. Yeah, I felt like Alto after 11 p.m. I found does not zen me out or mellow no. me out. It gets me all amped up. Uh, yeah, I, I really start. I'm still, you know, I'm trying to finish the last few final goals, so I get like really frustrated that you know you get these weird goals like like uh, wall ride six walls or or bounce off five balloons like that requires a lot of like try 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 get it yep uh and i was i would be like it's one in the morning and i'm angry and i'm super awake (laughs) they're like i need to get i have a mellow game of like i don't know solitaire threes that puts me asleep and i don't get too frustrated but uh, yeah i would say Alto doesn't feel like a night game to me anymore. It's just too, I'm still too charged up about it. Yeah. Um, let me see. Have you noticed, I guess there's no uh, in-app purchases, right? It doesn't seem like there's any nope. way to get. So, just, like, that's a good thing, right? Oh, yeah. No, it's just uh, the straight, like, 4 or $5. Um, and then, like, did you have to grind out? I'm, I, assure, I assume your stats are all maxed out but like did you get enough gold coins and all these things to be able to max everything out or like yep is there a time where you're grinding for a week to get ten thousand coins to get to the next level of wingsuitness or whatever yeah i mean a little bit a little bit because like you can't i mean you can't get the really big scores unless you have the full like wingsuit the full wingsuit and like the full like rock smash thing um I mean that's that's another difference between I think between um, Alto's Adventure and Alto's Odyssey is that in the second one, when you're flying in the wingsuit and you have that you know the the purple stone which auto yeah. smashes the rocks, yeah, like you can do it from any, the air. Yeah, any any rocks you smash while you're using the wingsuit goes into your trick score, which I don't think was the case in Adventure. Hmm. Um, could you do it from the sky before? Like if you just fly low, you could smash a rock without touching the ground. Uh, you with the with the little gem thing or, or yeah just, with the gem could you do that in the first game is yeah that you could definitely mechanic? do it I okay. didn't I don't think you got the points added to your score though I, although I could be wrong about that oh okay um and also with the wingsuit if you fly fast enough you can smash through rocks without dying what but I wouldn't <laughs> recommend that I only do it by accident every once in a while I was like oh shit oh oh god okay good. So can you string – I haven't gotten to the point where I have a million helmets or pickaxes or something. I assume on your mega games you're continuing when you do crash after whatever. Yeah. They don't do let could, you infinitely do that? Do they let you no. only do it once? No. You get, you, get one, you get one chasm recover and you get one crash recover per game. Per game. Yeah. Okay. So on your four million game, did you die at one or two million and then kept going or something? Yeah, pretty much. I think I, I, think I got to three and I – I fell into a chasm and then I got to 3.5 and like I crashed and then, you know, got to four or whatever and died again. And you're playing this all on a phone, right? Yeah. Yeah. On my iPhone 10. 
And you've never have you ever played on an iPad? It feels so much bigger. <laughs> I you know I have I have I used to that's the way I used to play it primarily is when I I would play it on the iPad because I feel like it is. I mean I haven't played it for a long time on the iPad, but I feel like it is easier because it's bigger. Yeah. Um. But you know maybe this is a case of like, well. I, you know, I just started playing on my phone because it was so much easier because my phone was always with me, and so I could play kind of wherever I was. I don't carry my iPad around anywhere. Yeah, I think I, I think I downloaded it to my iPad on day one and was like, "This is glorious." And then, uh, you know, uh, six hours later, I was waiting in line at a store and I tried it on my phone. I was like, "This is tiny. <laughs> this is so hard." So yeah. I basically have been iPad only, which makes it easy to separate my life. You know, like I have to right. go upstairs to the sort of bedroom iPad. You know, I only use <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> the iPad boudoir. So is the iPhone 10? I assume you're using slightly wider aspect ratio. Is that a cheat? I think I think it it might be a little bit. Because um, you're getting like 10 or 20 percent more view forward, I would guess. Yeah. So you can you know you can go fast and you can you see, you know you get the you get the view of what's coming a little bit quicker. I think. I mean, I I, I have no idea. It's just a guess because like you know the the. The game does go the full width of the screen, um, you know, and the screen is longer than, you know, what the yeah, and the it iPad doesn't have is. it doesn't have bars, right? Like no, it doesn't have bars. It is literally bars. yeah, I think it's like ten percent wider. Yeah, and Cheater. I don't know if that well, I don't know if that ten percent is in the front or in the back or what. I don't know where they put it. Oh, it's probably centered, but I think there's still seems like a little bit of hmm. right. I mean, it's interesting, like, the the way that I've been kind of thinking about playing on the phone versus the iPad is that, like, you know, like, you're, you're jogging with, like, lead ankle weights on a little bit. <laughs> so maybe it's, like, you know, it, right. it, 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 it allows you to improve quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like there's some detail things where having a way bigger screen makes it way easier. Like, uh, when you have to bounce off a rock or something, that is, like, you know, that's pretty... Yeah. fine i mean if you're just a couple pixels to the left you're going to smash the rock you know to land on it and bounce off of it right it seems like kind of like a detail thing that helps to have a bigger view but i guess if you've always played it on the phone then you don't know what you're missing <laughs> <laughs> so you think this uh your four million mega score is like pretty close to the tops of what you can do like do you get bored playing i mean it must take an hour or something half hour to play these games to that level but yeah i don't know know how long it took it took probably i mean it took at least 45 minutes i would say probably between 45 and an hour um you know and and like going i don't know like going for the high score like you know like i said earlier going for the high score and just sort of playing to have fun are two different things Mm -hmm. uh you know playing for the high score is not particularly fun i mean it's it is still fun but it's 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 a different thing like there's a whole other level of stuff that you need to worry about like you need to play conservatively but not that conservatively because like if you're not like you still have to go for it a little bit it's this weird i don't know it's funny it's you know you listen to people talk about like you know, professional athletes and all this sort of stuff and people who do things at a high level. And I'm not saying like, this is a thing at a high <laughs> level or whatever, but like, you know, I, I, it's, 
it's a thing that I've done enough that I've gotten through to a level where I'm, I can do anything I want with the game. And, you know, those, those long runs where I'm trying to get a high score are not, they're not relaxing in the same, you know, I don't enjoy playing them necessarily, you know? Yeah. Um, I could, I I think I could probably score higher than 4 million. I'm not sure I'm ever going to try. Right, it becomes desert bus at that point. If you're, yeah, exactly. You could you could play conservatively, never die, and get to ten million, but it would take six hours, and is that even fun anymore? Yeah, and if and if you look at the high score list on Game Center, if you look at the tr- higher trick scores, like the highest mm-hmm. trick scores, um, I've never scored over a hundred thousand on a on a single you know like trick combo or whatever they call it i'm seeing a million in the three hundred thousand range yeah exactly so there and and i don't think those people are necessarily cheating um i think they have figured out a way to you know there's something that they're doing that i don't that i that i haven't discovered yet you know that i don't know what to do Mm -hmm. um i i suspect uh, what they're doing is um, some combination of like if you like I saw I saw this guy do there's a video on YouTube of this guy playing Alto's Adventure and getting a way higher score than I was capable of like he was he was scoring like two or three times as much in the same amount of time hmm. than I was and his trick was he was doing all of these um, so if you do a backflip close to the ground yeah it's called a proximity backflip and um i think it scores 200 points which is pretty high for for an individual trick yeah so i think what he was doing is he was linking together backflips and proximity like proximity oh, really close and like and uh wingsuits yeah. and then grinds and was just you know scoring insane combos um and i i just haven't mastered how to do that and i don't really care because <laughs> i think it would take a lot of effort and like grinding and like going over and over oh restart restart or playing or playing the zen mode because in zen yeah. mode you just you know you dust yourself off and get going again um but you know i think it would take you know it, it, it would be the sort of thing where it's like okay now i am an athlete and i'm instead of playing the game like this is practice and i don't really necessarily want to practice like i just want to play the game you know, because the game is fun. The practice is just sort of this grind. And, like, you yeah. know, I'm supposed to be doing this for fun, right? Like, this is why <laughs> I'm playing this game. Doing those super low backflips, yeah, I guess if you knew how to read the terrain, you could minimize your risk. But that seems pretty risky to do those. Like, I feel like I know what those are, and I see them come ahead, but not regularly. Yeah. It's, it's something every ten jumps I know I can... Take right. off a little earlier, and I'm going to hover yep. over the ground. I never knew about the points being like ten times higher for that. But but like this person I saw on YouTube, like he was doing them like every backflip basically, like he could time them. Oh, and I also think I also think so. You but you, know, you already feel like you're at the like Neo in the Matrix where you've seen turned every the entire world of Alto is green <laughs> green droopy things. You can control everything, but this is like your one. This is a this is a bridge too far for you. Like yeah, and you like, know, and I think I think what it is is that um, you mentioned this is a one button game, but I think some people who play don't they use two 
they use so I I play with one thumb. So I I jump with my thumb and then I toggle the wing shoot with the same thumb. What? Are you nuts? Oh wait, you're left-handed, right? Yeah. So you're doing this on the left side of the screen, right? Yeah. So there's a huge advantage. Your right thumb isn't in the like my fat right thumb covers up 10% of the screen on the yeah, right. Yeah, no, that's no good, Matt. So I play yeah. it two thumbs, you know, I have a thumb hovering over the wingsuit button. Right, right. But my right thumb's in the way. Right. So I think that's what people do though is to get the the high scores because you can you can toggle the wingsuit much more quickly. Oh yeah. When you know you're you're sitting there back flipping so you're holding and then you have to quick flip over the wingsuit and I think yeah. that I think that the people who are, you know, sort of getting these really high trick scores are goddamn lefties. No good <laughs> goddamn freakazoid lefties. No, I mean I think they're playing with two Why hands. don't we kill left handed babies like my plan is already been outlined? <laughs> <laughs> like this is a distinct advantage. I'm never gonna get good enough, I don't think, to do flips with my left thumb. That feels too weird, but yeah. God, I forgot your left hand. Like, yeah, it's not in the way for you. Damn, yep. Damn it. That is perfect. Like, yeah, the wingsuit's right there. For me, I have to change hands, and, like, it's too much to keep my brain going. Right. Huh. I think that's – you know what? I bet you that's one of the biggest advantages. But but I suspect that the really good players play with two hands. Like the like the people who are getting, like, you know, these insane, like, 300,000 trick scores. I think they play with two hands. Two, with, I don't know. with two thumbs, it seems like it's less wor- less things to think about if it's the same finger. It is, but if tapping. you play, but if you play a lot, like you get used to it. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna wrap up. I think I've covered every question I had. I had a list of 20 questions. We banged them all out. Um, have you ever done? You can do video, right, on the iPhone 10, right? Yeah, I think so. You can take you should... like a screen recording. Can you send me like a 30 second? I just want to see this like flip, grind, flip, grind, flip, grind, flip, grind. Flip, like, because I have never, yeah, I'd love to see what, like, whatever, what a 100,000 point combo looks like from you that's casual, no bigs. <laughs> sure. Yeah, and I'll, I'll send you that YouTube video of the guy. Super, the guy super guy. Playing uh, Alto's Adventure. Like a, so when, do, when are you going to give up blogging for esports full time? I mean, this is the thing. Like, I I am not a person who is good at video games. Right. That's, this is weird. Uh, like, so this is, why, this is what compelled me to even start this whole podcast project was I have never known anyone in the top 100 for any game there is. I think I know normal people that just aren't um, amazing at anything. I don't know. Andy Bayo is great at all games, but I don't think he's ever been in the top yeah. know, 20 for anything. And like a, like a Neil Dash, too. Like, he can he can... Like yeah. I've seen him do it. He can like pick up a game and just sort of like, oh, I kind of got this. Yeah. You know, and, and where I'm like, God damn it, I crashed like again in the first three seconds. Like shit, shit. And so how did you rocket to best in the world for a time on this game of all games? I think it's just because I love playing it, and like I just played it a lot. You know, like you know, and like you're no left-handed, and I'm left-handed apparently. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, you know, like two, three years ago, like I was going through some serious shit in my life and, you know, Alto's Adventure, no lie, like really helped me get through it because of, uh, you know, just, I just zenned out on it. Yeah. Um, and it became this thing that was, that was very calming and for me. So like I did play it a lot and sort of just got good at it. 
Do you have games in your life that are toxic because you were going through some bad shit and you picked up some new game and it reminds you of that terrible feeling all the time? I mean, it also got that way for a little bit. Like, yeah. Because initially I played it to be less anxious and then mm-hmm. I started, there was this point in time maybe like a year ago where when I would pick it up, I would remember all of the anxiety that I had when I usually picked it up. And so I would be anxious about it. Yeah. And so that was a little weird. Um, and then there's like the Candy Crush shit, which is like I got sucked into Candy Crush. and what? it was te- No, it was terrible. Awful. Hated it. It's like gambling. I was a gambling <laughs> addict. And like I had to delete it and get it out of my life. Oh my god, Awful. I've never touched it. I think it's like a meth not even once thing for me. Like I I don't think I'd like it, but I'm not No, you'd love you'd, lo- you'd love it. It's like a <laughs> it's like a drug mat. Oh my god, I had no idea you were it's afflicted. F- it's fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> there there should be a I think like we need a, a term for this um the associating feelings with games cuz like one time this guy um started a credible lawsuit against me with Metafilter, and I was like shitting blood for a week or something. I was just so mm-hmm. on the edge. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. And the whole time I was playing this, I think maybe it was the Tony Hawk or Skate 2. Mm-hmm. And I played the exact same level every time. So, like a year or two later, the thing passes by. It's not a problem anymore. A couple years later, if I went into that one room, that one level, <laughs> I would just, my stomach would start turning and I'd feel like crap and I'd just be like, I can't be here. I can't play this part of the game. Um, the same thing happened with threes. Like when I was going through a lot of shit, I played threes and I played, what was that train board game? Ticket to Ride I'd play on an iPad because you can play mm. it really fast compared to the board game. But I would sit around when there was nothing I could do and everything's falling down in flames around me. I'd play these games. And yeah, it it took me years to come back to threes and pick it up again because it it had brought up those bad feelings again. But I sort of powered through it and came to terms with it. Yeah, it's like songs that you listen to in college, and then like you know when you met somebody, and then you broke up with them, and then like yeah. you hear that song like six months later, and it's like the number one song when my brother was in a coma when I was like twelve or thirteen is the like I, I fucking. <laughs> I hate Don Henley so much because, like, <laughs> Boys of Summer is the song, and I can't. Oh, yeah, yeah. People love that song, and when it's on 80s station, I have to change it because I'm just like, that was right. everywhere that one week. That, like, fuck, I never want to hear a goddamn Don. I hate Don Henley for some reason, for yeah. like, still to this day, since 1985. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like, send, I want to see, uh, yeah, just send me the video of the super guy. I guess that that's beyond you, but, like, yeah. <laughs> Beyond you, I mean, he's on the other level. He but is. I'm he's on curious a completely, to see what completely different level. Mega scores. Have you looked at the? Uh, uh, speaking of esports, a friend was just telling me about esports bars opening up in LA, and there's one in Portland now. And I said, "Huh, esports bar? That's weird. Do people like lug a tower under their arm to play a game?" And they go, "What? No, we're watching games <laughs> while we drink a beer." And I'm like. What world do you live in that you go to a bar, pay 10 bucks for a beer, and then watch whatever, League of Legends or whatever it is that people are into? But uh, Andy Bay was just showing me um, Twitch this week, and uh, my God, do you know about Twitch? Like, I had no... 
Oh yeah, yeah. Like he was showing me. We looked at Tuesday, and that new um, a new game came out for the PC and Xbox, and it's like a it's like a pirate open world game. Hmm. It's like eighteen hundreds. You're a pirate, so you need five friends to operate a ship. Only one person can like work the wheel. One person's on a cannon, and like so you have to do all this like coordination, and you're you're literally like moving a ship to an island to fight other people. And so we opened up Twitch, and there was like ninety little thumbnails of you know everyone playing this. It was the day of the release of the game, mm-hmm. and we're watching a guy. Half of them are not in English. So that's awesome, you know. There's Polish players, like mm-hmm. Russian players, and we're watching a guy in English. And like there's a le- there's a ticker at the top <laughs> of five dollar donations and shoutouts. Um, his chair and his headphones are sponsored by a game product company. Um, what else? Someone gave him a hundred bucks and they got their name and lights around his little thumbnail image of his video. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, Andy's like, it's all donations. Like they are sponsored, but like, you know, they do this for hours a night. Like, like why would someone, I couldn't get into the mindset. Why would you give a random YouTube streamer a hundred bucks? If it was your favorite, if you watched it for six months, you know, an hour a night, I guess a hundred bucks once in a while when you get paid seems like a okay donation, but God, that stuff is so wild. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, everybody has their, I don't know, everybody has their thing. And, like, it, is it any weirder that we sit around and watch pro sports and, like, pay thousands of dollars to go to a, a single football game? Yeah, that's you know? true. Like, a family of four at a single football game is, like, probably, like, $800 to $1,000, depending on, depending on where you sit. Like, it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, do you, I always remember it as a kid in the 80s. I could go to a Laker game for as little as, or San Diego Clippers were the cheapest, $20 for like floor, almost floor seats. Um, There was no ticket over, you know, $30 uh, in the arena. And I used to go to Anna, uh, you know, California Angels games where, you know, nosebleed seats were like eight bucks. And now, now it turned into like a premium, you know, experience product where, you know, every basketball seat is a hundred dollars and up and yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Even baseball, you know, what's the cheapest ticket? Probably 40 bucks in the nosebleeds now. And even, you know, even like, you know, watching it on TV, like paying for the, like the all baseball cable channel is like X number of dollars a month. Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, but it's like, you know, I, I spend money on travel and food and like you spend money on bikes and like probably more money than a lot of people spend on other stuff. So it's yeah. like, you know, spending your money on and and time and energy and interest on, you know, watching people play games at a super, you know, I mean, at a super high level, like you're, you're really interested in seeing, you know, a five minute clip of, of, <laughs> you know, me playing, playing this game. So like, you know, extrapolate that out amongst, you know, all of these people who are way more hardcore gamers than we are. Yeah, if you and just like, happened to be on a better platform, you could have monetized this. Jason. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. Leave this <laughs> blogging thing behind. Become an athlete. E- <laughs> Apparently, that's what they're called, athletes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm starting to feel old when I hear about like an esports bar. Right. But, um, uh, no, I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. And and people having to work out and be in good shape to play a video game seems ridiculous on its face but if you're sitting for four hours a day like you do it it would help to not be overweight you know like figuring out how to drink water safely and stay hydrated like these are actual challenges yeah 
and it's interesting, like even, you know, even like the work that we do, um, you know, like I'm on, I'm on my computer, like my desktop computer most, most of the day. And then I'm on my phone, you know, the (laughs) the rest of the time, I guess. And, uh, I went and got a massage like six months ago, something like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the woman asked, she, she was like, Oh, so what do you do for work? This was after like five or 10 minutes. And she was like, what do you do for work? And I was like, Oh, I, you know, I work at a desk on a computer. And she was like, yeah, I could tell. (laughs) She was like, I was just interested in in seeing like what you were going to say. And I was like, well, how did you know? And she was like, well, your shoulders, like your shoulders are super tight in your neck. And then she was like, but in your hand, the muscle on your (laughs) hand right by your thumb is super overdeveloped. Because I'm constantly using the mouse and I'm constantly like control everything, you know, on the keyboard. I think that was the only time I felt buff or badass (laughs) when I I broke one of my wrists and I had to do therapy. And they were like, this, this woman therapist was like, your fucking wrist, man. Like, <laughs> like you're like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, like from your thumb to your the end of your wrist. Like, it's true. You have no idea what I normally work with. You guys are overbuilt, <laughs> <laughs> right? We always have tight shoulders uh, and terrible hamstrings, apparently, because we're sitting in chairs oh, and we're tall yeah, people. Yeah. Right. That's the other bad thing. Mm. Wow. Yeah, we got the. <laughs> got alto your, thumb. Your buff ass thumb and yep. wrist. <laughs> Yeah, I guess we've made it through 20 years of computing and we don't have, um, you know, uh, what, RSI and carpal tunnel and we don't have wrist straps and all that. So, like, like we're genetically, like, built for right. amazing wrist and hand and arms. Yeah. And We're going we're gonna to pass our good hand wrist genes onto our children. Yeah, in the button-pressing Jetsons future, you know, that's going to be quite important. So exactly. Our kids are one step ahead. All right, cool. Uh, this is yeah, this is a great amount of stuff about this game. Um, I'm gonna have to cut out probably 20 minutes of it and hope. <laughs> Do we talk too much about a game? I don't know. No, I th- I you know I think I think the idea of this should be that like you go into numbing detail about these little weird things that people can do. It's true. Thanks a lot for your time today, Jason. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. This was fun. Thanks for chatting. All right. I want to thank Fireside.fm for hosting this podcast and offering just a great, great service. I've used several services out over the last 10 years to do podcasts, and Fireside.fm is way heads and shoulders above everything else in terms of features and ease of use and simplicity. Uh, Also, check out hobbyhorse.fireside.fm to check out show notes and any other episodes from this run. Thanks. Thanks.